The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. And what a frickin' Super Bowl it was. I know one thing for sure. The Raider Nation was screaming from the hilltops in elation at the decimation of the Patriots. We're going to hit on that and some other things here that are going down in Oak Town on show 184. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. 1-800-620-7181 Throw the nation a bone, throw me a bone, get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes, and here they are from the nation to your station. Hey, hey, hey. This is Tony on the East Coast in Jersey. Raiders for life. But they're just too much bullshit. Bullshit every day of the freaking week. I'm getting tired of the bullshit with fucking Al Davis and his fucking bullshit fucking power trips. Need to realize that this is a young man's game. It's not like it used to be back in the freaking day. I just don't understand why this fucking, so much fucking bullshit. I just don't fucking get it. Why fucking Al Davis gotta do what he's gotta fucking do? This fucking guy needs to go. We all know that there are a lot of problems with the Raiders. And to be honest with you, Al Davis is one of the main reasons why we have so many fucking problems. We need to get the back we need to get the Raiders back to where they used to be. The commitment to the excellence is just not there. So much bullshit it fucking makes me fucking sick to my fucking stomach. I just can't take the bullshit no more for fucking Al Davis. It's so freaking hard to fucking let, you know, Al Davis' bullshit just irritates the shit out of me. And I don't understand on how we can get a young coach in there who's a smart guy and fucking Al Davis won't let this fucking guy do his job. You know? And what makes it sad, finally we get players that will buy into the system. And that's what it's all about. Getting these guys to believe in the coaching staff and doing the job which needs to be done right. I will end this as I will say this. This goes out to you, Al Davis. Don't keep your farts in because they travel up your spine into your brain. And that's where shitty ideas come from. That is my quote of the day just for you, Mr. Al Davis. You guys have a nice night. Yo, this is Sean Dog, long-time podcast listener, first-time caller. Been a Raider fan from the get-go. 
from when my dad brought me to the first game in the bleacher seats. Hells Angels on one side, Black Panthers on the other, everybody getting along with the silver and black. Unlike today, I just had to ring in, brother. Uh, first of all, mate, fantastic show. Excellent podcast. I love the work that you do. I appreciate the hard work. I've got a couple of other podcast buddies. We do novels and whatnot online, and they put in some time, brother, and I know, I know it's not easy, so I thank you. And from the bottom of my heart and the rest of the nation, keep it going. We need you, brother. I need that good talk in my ear when things look grim. And speaking of grim, boy, how low can we go? I love it. I love it. It's good for us, man. It's part of our Raider mystique. Listen, I was at the Super Bowl, yes, a number of years ago. I did not see Ben Robbins and TJ, but I was looking for him. The day after, I was sitting next to Artie Jake and Dino at a bar trying to draw on my sorrows, trying to get over trying to figure out what to do. Artie, I said, Artie. How do you cope? How do you deal? We came all the way to the Super Bowl right here. Yo, Red Grant, Sean Dog. I think I got cut off. I wanted to finish my thought. I apologize for that. I am now sitting in a bar having a beer in the East Bay, feeling a little bit better still. Still loving your podcast. What I was saying was, Gigantino says, did you suit up for the game? I says, no. He says, get over it. And that's what I've done ever since. I've loved watching them. I've loved rooting for them. I've loved going to the goddamn tailgates and spending my time and money and money and time and everything I could to support these guys. I still wear the colors. My truck is all silver and black. I got logos everywhere. Hey, Greg. Uh, this is Rip Raider Robinson, and I'm calling to voice my um, opinion on Al Davis and his latest uh, uh, senile move. Uh, I have always been a staunch supporter of Al Davis, and I always thought that everything he did for the team was right on, and I've always defended his actions. But this particular move... Uh, wanting to get rid of Lane Kiffin and the sneaky, underhanded way of he's, that he's trying to do it is, uh, is, is the last straw for me. And I, I hate to say it, but uh, I can't understand this move. And, and Al Davis, um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe the game has passed him by or he feels like if, that he's getting so old that uh, he wants to win at all costs, even if it means getting rid of a young coach who's, bringing this team back, and you know he can't do it in one season, and, you know, he's, he's, he's a good coach, but it seems to me like Al Davis wants to try to get another title before he dies, and he feels the only way to do that is to bring back coaches that have, uh, you know, that he feels that have won in the past. Um, I disagree with that, and I'm not sure what's going on with Al Davis, but, uh, you know, my, my vote is for him to step down and, and let the team give someone else a chance to run the team and uh, be the general um, partner in control. Anyway, that's my two cents. Thank you. Go Raiders. Bye. Raider Nation, this is our Kansan Raider. Hey, by any chance, did you see the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Thank you, Raider fans. Keep those bone lines coming, man, because they are keeping us alive here at the Raider Nation Podcast. We have a long off season. I'm telling you, the Super Bowl is over, and now it's like the desert. Yeah, we're all looking for a drink of water. That drink would be a football game. And, of course, the Pro Bowl is the No Bowl or the Yawn Bowl, whatever you want to say. It's just a vacation for those hardworking NFL players that uh, got a chance to go. We all know that there's Raider players that should have gone. You know, Kirk Morrison, the list goes on. But you know what? That's just the way it is here in the NFL. It's a popularity game. And speaking of a popularity game, Ray Guy once again gets punked at the Hall of Fame. Yes, the bust of Ray Guy will not be in Canton again. Now, they don't have one punter in the entire building. And seeing as though Ray Guy was the best punter, set the the mark for every punter subsequent to him, it just seems to me that why wouldn't you want to put him in the Hall of Fame? What position's not represented? Yes, kickers, punters, are they not part of the NFL? Let's see, do they not count? Let's see if the coaches give a shit whether you get the ball on the 10-yard line or you give the opponents the ball on the 2-yard line or you get an opportunity to kick their teeth in because they're just catching the ball when you get there. Don't tell me that a punter is not part of the team. I will tell you this. Ray Guy has been punked for many years, and the Raider Nation knows that Ray Guy should be in the Hall of Fame. So I got one thing to say to the Hall of Fame folks out there, all the mediots that vote and have, you know, these guys weren't even, they were shitting green when Ray Guy was making successful punts all the way up to the ceiling of the Superdome, hitting the scoreboard in the middle, they were still crapping out green. So evidently they've forgotten the greatness that is Ray Guy. So we have to remind him. So send your cards and letters to the NFL Hall of Fame Committee. Uh, You can look on it online. Send your nasty gram because I certainly have sent my fair share on your displeasure on their no punters allowed in the Hall of Fame situation. So... I've gone on a rant long enough. Ray Guy, you are the man. You will always be that way, setting the bar for every freaking punter that has ever stepped onto the field. Thanks, Guy. You are a champion in the Raider Nation. Today's show, let's get on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Eli's coming. That's right. Eli's coming. And he rolled right over the rats. And we'll hit on that and all the drama that is the Super Bowl 42. Absolutely filled with drama at the end of the game. I loved it. And we'll point some of that out with you. Okay, the help we need. We're going to hit on some more free agents that are going to be popping up. Now, after the Super Bowl here is over, the free agent pool is definitely full. 
we got to pick us out some winners and move on and sign the people we need to sign, and that's not Williams for crying out loud, Sam Williams. Oh, Al, please spare us the crap. We're going to look at uh, who played and what did we pay these guys last season. You we might be a little bit shocked on the salary of some of the people you were dogging along with me last season and compared to the people who are actually making some plays and not getting very much scratch for it. So it's pretty surprising when you look at the numbers. Uh, you don't get all the numbers because they don't give all the numbers in the NFL. So we're going to just show you a glimpse of the inadequate pay uh, for the effort involved in some of the players on our team. And, of course, we're going to hit the Raider Nation podcast comments form section. You guys keep rolling in. You're going to have to keep on rolling in because football season is oh officially now that the Super Bowl is over. We should see things start to pick up in free agency. We should see things start to gel up a little bit when it comes to who we're going to see who we're going to pick on free agency. This is going to be a big mystery, folks. The Raider fan is in the fog. Yes, I'm just as much in the fog as the rest of you guys. I don't know what the hell's going on in Alameda either. Not a word has been heard except for the crickets, that is. Nothing. Nothing coming out of Alameda. I'm just hoping that the wound is healing. I am just praying that the James Lofton hire is not some type of backdoor deal to the head coaching job. Because I'll just tell you, it would be a dramatic backwards move for the Raiders and the fans. I'll tell you right now, they're fed up. I'm fed up. But you know what? A lot of people pissed off, but uh, I think we're all kind of getting over it slowly but surely. You got to or else you're going to lose your mind like I've lost mine already, for crying out loud. So, well, let's get into this Super Bowl and Super Troll, Bill Belichick. That guy, what a loser! Eras coming. Eras watching the game, and of course it's not a Raider game, but I was just praying for the G-Men to go in there and put the whooping on Brady, and sure enough, man, the first play of the game on his back, counting the tiles of the ceiling, I love it! I love the fact that he looked flustered throughout the entire game. He looked like he was losing it, and the best other face on the crowd was Randy Moss, looking like he lost his best friend, his wife, 
his house, his dog, everything, all in one day. <laughs> I love it. And the biggest thing of all is no bling for your thing, you losing punk ass biatch. That's the best thing of all. You know, the fact that they both lost, Brady and Moss, the gruesome twosome, I'll tell you, brings great joy to the Raider Nation, I am sure. I was elated when the last second ran off the game. I was elated even more when Bill Belichick, the classless fool, ran off the field prior to the end of the game. Don't tell me he didn't know the game was over. The master of the clock, he has coined that phrase himself, the clock master in the NFL couldn't know what the game time was. He didn't know the last couple seconds left. Well, I can guarantee your ass that the asshole, the troll, yes, the troll asshole, would have been standing on the sidelines just like, well, just like the Queen of England. Oh, stoic and oh, wonderful and oh, genius that he is until the end of the game. If they would have been winning, you can bet your ass on it. The fact that he left his team out there to take the booze and to take the heat because he's that much of a champion, because he can't stand to lose that bad that he has to run away. Well, let me tell you, Bill Belichick, the troll of New England, you, my friend, are not a champion. You, my friend, are not a good coach. A coach shows class. That is a good coach. A coach shows poise. That is a good coach. A coach shows determination and praise for a better team. Get that? Got it? You'll never get it. Bill Belichick is exactly showed exactly who he was from the very beginning of his coaching career. He has not changed all the way from the handshake debacle with the Jets to this an, another amazing bunch of bullshit. The crybaby troll had to skip out of town early on the rest of his team, leaving his team out there to take the heat. Well, Bill Belichick, you are who we thought you are. They call you the best, the greatest coach, blah, blah, blah. I think you're a cheating fool. You're a loser. You have no class. And I'm sure the nation rolls with me. And as far as Tom Brady and Randy Moss are concerned, both have elected not to go to the Pro Bowl. Well, go figure. Let's see. Do you think they'd have gone to the Pro Bowl if they won the Super Bowl? Of course. Do you think their cheesy-ass smiles and autograph signings would have been full of joy and wondrous amazement for their fans? Of course. Now, the fact that they're not going to go to the Pro Bowl shows a whole lot of classless, and I mean classless, bullshit from both these athletes. Tom Brady, yes. The Golden Child, yes. Shows his true colors. Yes, him and Belichick, the illegitimate son thereof, show exactly who they are. If I can't win, then I'm not going to go and play. <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit. You're a pussy, along with your pussy-ass receiver, Randy Candy-ass Moss. Showed his true colors 
right then once again, quit on the team. He wasn't throwing those, he wasn't running those crisp old routes like he was before. He was blanketed by nobodies. Now he's not going to make it to the Pro Bowl. What a punk ass bitch. All I can say now is the Congress is getting involved with this Spygate thing. I personally think they should keep their hands out of sports and worry about more important shit like the war in Iraq and our economy and getting us some fucking jobs in this country. But, you know, here we go on the, the Bella cheat situation. Well, if it happens, it happens. If they, ha- if they must do it, then they must. I hope they fry his ass if they catch him cheating after they already caught him. I hope the fine is even more, and honestly, I think they should ban him from coaching for a season. I think that would be appropriate for Bill the Troll Belichick. And that's about all I have to say, except for congratulations, New York Giants. Thank you, thank you, thank you from America for making the 18-1 Patriots the laughingstock of NFL history. The greatest team ever goes down in a ball of flames from the G-Men. You gotta love it. The whole world actually thanks you because I don't know if I could have taken a full, you know, rest of my NFL life with those guys, those clowns, those classless clowns um, (laughs) winning 19 games. You know, the Dolphins are happy. And I'll tell you another thing. This is another thing. People have been saying to me that they're going to come back next year, yada, yada, yada. Ain't going to happen, Padna. Their defense is old, it is bold, it is gray, and it is (laughs) injury-ridden and ain't coming back next year because their defense is going to be worthless. Maybe their O will come back. We'll see. We'll have to see because next year is another year. But I'll tell you this, Raider fans, they're coming to Oaktown, yes, the Patriot Rats are coming to town. So get your coolers ready. Get your beer bottles ready because it's going to be one hell of a game. If, if not for anything else, just a laugh at Bella Cheat. I love it. The booze will be ever so sweet in the house that Al built. And that's all I have to say about that. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone Help! When I was younger, so much younger than today I never needed anybody's help in any way Okay, let's take a look at the help that we're going to be needing We're going to be needing some big time help this next year And I've talked about some of these players already But I want to go over some of the new additions that I didn't really talk too much about and uh, we will talk about them right now. Okay, well, of course we know what we need as far as the defensive line goes. We know we need to shore that up with, of course, some good uh, anchor linemen. Somebody that's going to actually make a push in the middle, stop the run. Um, Sims is not, ha- I mean, um, Tardell Sands is not making it. You better believe what, how much money he's making. He certainly isn't making it. Even though he is formidable, he's not the power we need up front. And he's, uh, he's not an every-down player as well. So let's take a look and see 
what we could actually use for wide receivers. Here's somebody I think that is under the radar, and I think that we could probably pick him up if we're smart. Bryant Johnson, Arizona Cardinals. Now, he flew under the radar this season, but they consider him a pretty talented guy, and I think he's a pretty doggone talented guy because he's kind of overshadowed by Larry Fitzgerald, which you know, and Anquan Bolin. So he doesn't get the time that he should, and I think that the time he should have is in the silver and black. He's got 35 passes in each of his four seasons. That's pretty good. 49 receptions in 04. The guy's got some hands and be a great target for Jamacus or Jamani Russell. We should take a look at this character, and a big role could be had for him in Oakland. He does get separation, which says a whole lot about what we need. Let's look again here. Andre Davis, unrestricted free agent from the Houston, Texas, yes, who beat us twice already, and that blows my mind. So, you know, he's not that bad. He's a Virginia Tech guy, and he hasn't had a chance to play a lot in his career because he's, does, he's had, had some early uh, injuries in his early career. Um, Andre Johnson opened the door for him and gave him some more playing time, and Davis responded with several solid performances, including a 117-yard effort uh, in week four against Atlanta, which, you know, is not a whole lot to say about Atlanta because they're not doing that well either. But he currently has 563 receiving yards, and for someone, and three TDs, for someone who hasn't played that much, that's not bad, okay? He has 734 yards of kickoff returns. So, you know what? He's somebody you should keep an eye on. We could bring him to camp and check him out. Just a thought. Just a thought. Now, let's see. DeFry Henderson. DeFry Henderson is another unrefected, unrefected, unrestricted free agent from the Saints. Saints are heavy in cap. They got heavy cap baggage right now. They're paying a whole lot of money, and the fact that they might not be able to pay this character could play right into the Oakland Raiders. 754 yards receiving and five touchdowns in 06. Not bad. He's fast. He's athletic. He's got great hands, and he's big. He's got big size. I think he'd be a top-level option if we can get uh, Jamarcus or Jamani Russell to throw the ball a little bit higher and not on the ground so much, he could be a man that he could connect with. So, you know, he's going to get some attention, and I think he should get some rate of love as well. Now, here's some names you've probably even heard of already. L.J. Smith, Philadelphia Eagles, he's also unrestricted. So, He's having his worst season as a pro. See, he's been battling a hernia injury and some knee problems. This is the perfect Raiders receiver. Now, he's the kind of guy that can play well, and they've been had some trouble with Donovan McNabb, so the QB position hasn't been well for him. And in order to be a good receiver, yes, you have to have a good quarterback. Go figure. Now, with McNabb's problems and his health issues as well, it seems to me that L.J. Smith, which I've heard before, and you've heard his name as well, could come up in the silver and black and make something happen. Now, Ocho Cinco's been popping off about leaving the Bengals. I've said it before. I'll say it again. 
The owner of the Bengals said he'll sit out the season before we trade him. That's always something that goes on. But, you know, money talks and bullshit walks, brother. And in order to get some good players in there, you know, Al Davis is going to dig deep. Because, you know, he pays. He pays. But another one on the Bengals, Antonio Chapman. Now, there's a wide receiver that certainly could come into play. He's unrestricted, and he's been playing behind Ocho Cinco for a for a while now, and with their other wide receiver, Hushmanzada, this guy hasn't had a real opportunity to play very much at all, and characterized as a young, athletic, big man who could catch some serious passes. I look to Antonio Chapman to be a possibility for the Raiders, and the fact that we're sniffing around the Cincinnati Bengals anyways would be a good chance to get our foot in the door and get this character. So, there you go. DJ Hackett is also coming available from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Taylor Jacobs from the Washington Redskins. They'll probably re-sign him. Jerome Mathis from the Texans. Man, there's a powerhouse receiver, and we should certainly look at him. So there are plenty of people that are on the way out, possibly, just because of the cap situation that we got going on. Those are just some of the wide receiver picks. I just thought I'd throw them out there. You know, you just never know. Take these names, Google them, see what you think. But I think these guys are under-the-radar picks that could come into the camp and make a difference. Don't forget, last year we had 16. I mean, 16 wide receivers that we whittled down to four, and we didn't have the best four, I don't think, but those are the four we had. Now, hopefully, James Lofton will be the wide receivers coach, and he'll have an input on what the hell's going on with these players. And that's a whole other issue. Don't get me involved with the James Lofton hire. I don't get it. It just seems to me like he's just another Al Davis retread who wants to come in and be a yes man, another guy who's part of the club, another guy who's been in the show, uh, who Al knows. And don't get me started because I won't finish. Okay, so what do we pay for these guys to play? Let's take a look. Let's just take a look now at what we pay these players to actually play the game. I know you're going to freak out when you see some of these numbers because I'm going to tell you what, I freaked out. And I was just curious to see how much at the end of the season, what we paid in total compensation for the players we got to see on the field. So don't be freaked out because I was kind of freaked out. The numbers are truly amazing, and I just wanted to share some of those with you because uh, I don't think we all know how much people are making. We could start at the low end, and we'll work our way up. Let's go. Uh, John Kondo, linebacker, $365,000 for 2007. Paul McQuiston, a familiar name of the offensive line, he also made 365000 we have to understand that he was really working his way in and actually 
doing very well on the offensive line. Oren O'Neill, fullback, running back, excellent player, and he's only pulling down $436,000, along with Andrew Walter, our fourth quarterback, $439,000. Chris Carr, the human rocket, four hundred forty grand. Kirk Morrison, great linebacker, four forty. These are bargains, people. These guys are a steal for that whole salary. Jay Richardson only made four hundred seventy-nine thousand. Jay Grove barely scraped by in his life with five hundred fifteen thousand. Of course, Fabian Washington also squeaked through his life savings with $551,000 for the year. Oh, wait a minute. Here's one for you. Michael Bush, who warmed the bench with his broken leg all year, pulled in an amazing $751,000. Here's something trippy. Justin Fargus only made $804, where, where Johnny Lee Higgins pulled in eight sixty five. Go figure. Mario Henderson, 900 grand. Here's a surprise. Tyler Brayton, 980. Tyler Brayton made $980,000 as a rotation player on the defense. Jerry, I love myself. Let me kiss my abdomen's porter. Pulled in a whopping $1 million for his season this year. That is just unbelievable. So far, the only guy who really deserves his salary is Neam Diasumwa, who came with $1.2 million. Zach Miller, $1.25 million. Another guy who deserves every penny. Shane Leckler, $1.5 million. Guys I wouldn't mind paying. Justin Griffith, good player, but $1.6 million, along with Tommy Kelly, who's right next to him at $1.6 million as well. Josh, our quarterback, broken quarterback McCowan, came in with a whopping $2 million. Thomas Howard, yes, the linebacker, you'll never guess. I'm going to tell you, $2 million bucks for his performance. Wait, here's another one that will shock you to your shoes. Dominic Rhodes, three good games in the entire season, $2.1 million bonies in his bank account for his performance and effort on the season. Stuart Swaggart, the untackling tackling man at safety, $2.1 million. Yeah, can you believe it? Jamani Russell, for his benchwarming prowess, comes in at $2.976 million. Dollars. Derek Burgess, very deserving $3 million. Okay, let's go on. Dante Culpepper. Hmm. What do you think, people? $3.2 million for his performance. Here's a great one. You're going to love this. Lamont Giordani, the running back that couldn't, the guy with the sore lip, the guy with the sore everything, $4 million dollars in salary to that man right there only to be dwarfed by the performance of Robert Gallery for a whopping four million dollars that is also eclipsed by Barry Sims oh my gosh five million bucks 
And Tardell Sands, the man who couldn't stop the run, is being paid a humongous, per his weight, I guess, 6.2 million buckaroos for his performance in 2007. And the winner and world champion of the salaries of 2007, the amazing, the tantalizing, the thrilling Michael Huff with $11 million worth of jack for the 2007 season. Brother, can you believe it? Unfreaking believable. I could not believe the salary range and the performance-based salary is definitely not happening. Well, I could see why Al Davis was a little pissed that Michael Bush might not have been out there or that Dante Culpepper did get to play. I mean, shit, your four quarterbacks probably cost you, what, 10 15 $20 million, just that bunch alone. Crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, we're going to have to be paying a whole lot more for the guys that are coming in. I just want to know where the performance is based because it kind of freaks me out. Well, that's a little idea, Raider Nation, of what our players got paid for the performance they gave for the 07 season. It's not all their fault. No, it's not. Coaching has a great deal to prove to go with it and actually has a great majority, especially when you're talking about the defense. Rob Ryan. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to your defense. I know you didn't blitz hardly at all. I don't know why you didn't play. Uh, the team the way it should have been played last season because our defense just sunk to 22nd. Absolutely disgusting. And look at the money we're playing those defensive players. Rob Ryan, you better get it together, partner. And I hope that the whole ailment of the Lane Kiffin uh, has scabbed over and we can just slap a Band-Aid on it with some aspirin and move the hell on. Well, there you go. Salaries are what they are. And now you know when you're watching the players out on the field what they cost, and you can just say to yourself, damn, that guy's making that much money? That's some bullshit. <laughs> I love it. Keeping you informed here at the Raider Nation podcast. Well, that's about all I got to say about that. Now, I think we need to go directly to the Raider Nation podcast. Comments forum section where you two could see 206 Raiders <laughs> video on Tom Brady running away from <laughs> the gap. The gap, that's right. Shan, Shan, Michael Strahan, he's running from the gap. It's pretty funny. You should see it. <laughs> that is freaking. Hilarious. Shoot it back to the old lane Coliseum. Welcome to the house. The house is pain. Lil L. Davis, that's my middle name. I pack a pistol like Frebel in the car. In the hood, I got drama with the cops. We from the AFC West. Yeah, we the best. Raider still tattooed on my chest. We do the womp womp. From city to city, we do the womp womp. All the way to Kansas City. I hate the Chargers. So here we go. We're going to take a look here at what people are saying 
Just one remark after another on the Super Bowl. Let's see here. Choke job. There's so many people happy. Here we go here. Cuban gangster comes in. Who would have thought the New York Giants could beat the undefeated Pats in the Super Bowl? Number one. Uh, miracles are possible. And if the Giants could come in and have a season they did with the low expectations everyone had for them, why can't we do the same thing? Why can't we do something like this? This just goes to show you that any team has a shot. Anything is possible. This could very well be us soon. Everyone predicting a shitty season for us, just like they did for the Giants, and we come in and make the playoffs. Once we're in the playoffs, anything can happen. After seeing what the Giants did this year, there's no reason to believe that we can't make the playoffs. A couple of lucky breaks and some hard work and and belief in Kiffin's system, and we can win some games. Just be confident, Raider Nation, and go out there to the MAC and root our Raiders on next season. Remember, anything is possible. Well, it is if you keep the same coach, Tom Coughlin's. They were going to kick his ass out last year and this year. This is like his last possible season to make it happen. But let's not forget, he's been there three years. It takes time, my friends, to build an offense, to make it happen. So don't forget it. Tokai Raider comes in. Damn, Kuba Gangsta, you need to buy a lottery ticket. While a few predict the Giants would have been in the Super Bowl, just remember that the Cardinals have won one playoff game since 1947. Partly sounds good, but this year I'd have to say that partly is dead. Every team has a chance, but. Yeah, but you got to keep a coach. You got to try to keep a coach to build a team. You can have all the players in the world, and if you don't have a coach, well, that just goes to show you. Look at our defense. We don't have one. Of course, <laughs> our Cajun Raider comes in. This is freaking hilarious. He loves it. The Super Bowl. I love his comment on the bone line. Jeff, you're funny, dude. I like your shit. That's very, very funny. Okay. Now, the funny thing, too, I have to, I have to say this now because I didn't say it earlier. The book. The 19-0, the perfect season that was already in print. Already in print. You better believe they printed out millions of T-shirts, millions of hats that will go. I don't know where they're going to go because they're not going to go on people's heads because they ain't going to wear them because it's a lie. The whole parade thing, the whole ceremony that they planned on, the whole thing, you cannot put the cart before the horse, do not count the chicklets, before they're hatched, the whole thing goes on. Didn't your mom tell you something like that? I know my mom did. Raider Mayak comes in. Watching the rats come out on the field, I just thought one thing. The Raider Nation podcast comments forum intro track needs to change. Ozzy will never sound the same again. All aboard the loser train. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was worth coming to work on just two hours of sleep just to see that bitch-ass Moss and his funky flunkies walk around like a zombie um, in a state of shock. I love it! The offseason doesn't feel like much. The such a depressing concept now. 
I gotta go with you, man. Mayak, you're absolutely right. Uh, could you handle a whole offseason with the Patriots' perfect season? How many freaking times do we have to listen to that? You don't hear all the pundits now going off about how perfect they are and how wonderful they are. And I'll tell you, there's a show here, Green and Green. Uh, it's on the morning, 1050 show. And uh, I'll tell you what, they, the one guy loves, and I mean loves, has a man love for Tom Brady. And there was nothing you could say to him about the classless bullshit of Belichick that would make any difference. I love it. I love it. I love that the Patriot lovers, all of them, have to suck their own assholes because that's exactly what they sound like now. Assholes. The preacher comes in. Those cheating motherfucking Pat rats lose. The biggest joy is seeing Belichick leave before the game ended. Finally, justice. Justice. Fucking justice. And remember, kids, Bella cheaters never prosper. <laughs> I love it. Something to teach in the schools. Don't count your chicklets. I love it. Okay, here we go. Colorado Chris, nice end to a shitty season. Brady is ass-cracked, chin-puck-ass, goat-ass-smelling bitch. P.S. The Super Bowl is over, and I refuse to comment on it any further. Okay, one more time. Fuck you, Tom Brady and company. I love it. Perfect way to end the show. Fuck you, Tom Brady and company. Well, Raider Nation, there's a whole lot that needs to happen. A lot of silence from Oakland. Not a lot of news. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad. I'm just hoping there's a whole lot of healing I thought to bring a faith healer up to the door of the Alameda facility and have him hold his hands out there and put the blessing down on our silver and black. Hopefully there's some whole lot of healing going on and there's some love and some kudos and some wonderfulness going on in the building. I hope so because the alternative is not pretty. So let's just hope here in the next week or so we start hearing things about signings and some free agent things and and we start to see the trickle of positiveness come back into the Raiders because heaven knows we need to have a bone from Alameda. Trust me. So don't forget to get on the bone line, 1-800-620-7181. Throw us a bone on your opinion about anything. Super Bowl, Raiders, anything that's going on. Free agents even. If you got some ideas, man, throw them out there to the nation because... You're going to hear it right here on the Rainer Nation Podcast. Randy and I thank you so much for all your help on everything on the show. We will definitely be going to the Commitments to Excellent Dinner. That's right. That's right. We're going to be going. We'll be taking some videos so you see what's going on down there. We'll be seeing some of your players, and, and hopefully we'll get an interview with some good guys down there. We will be checking it out, so you'll be checking us out right here on the Rainer Nation Podcast and the Rainer Nation Videocast. Thank you, Randall. You are the bomb once again, the master blaster. I am Raider Gray, and I am out.